Welcome to the Final Score Network and the Final Score Podcast, presented by Team Anders Realtors. I'm Andy. He's former D3 student athlete and co-host... Ryan! Cam! Two-man monster flush! Off the inbound! Ryan! Cam! Slam! Jam! Find us on Podbean, the Apple Podcast Store, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at TheFinalScore35. There is always plenty to run through, but before we get to it, a word from our presenting sponsor. Team Anders' goal is to serve its clients in finding the home that best fits their needs and make the process simple and fun along the way. They are a team of people who will be in close communication, personally taking care of your real estate needs through technology, marketing, and advertising. Team Anders has served thousands of clients over 30 plus years in the Grand Rapids, Michigan area, and are here to serve you today. Learn more at teamanders.com. Another week and yet again, so much to unpack. First, I got to do this. A shout out to Ryan's old high school coach, Kyle Clough and the Rockford Rams, who fought back tonight to send a game versus Grand Rapids Union into overtime. And then sophomore Andrew Landis, the only sophomore on the roster. He was picking pockets all night, took a steal off a tipped pass and launched a bomb from just inside half court to win at the buzzer. The ensuing mob was legendary. Congrats, Rockford Rams, on the incredible dub. College football silly season snaps to life this weekend with the Bahamas Bowl kicking us off at noon on a non-holiday Friday. Guessing the audience will be about a whopping 50,000 Middle Tennessean Toledo fans or maybe someone like me with a 25-game parlay kicking off of this game. That was dripping with sarcasm, in case you didn't pick up on it. College basketball is still the king, and we'll get into why and that around the world spot. The fun part there, we are just barely a month in, and it's already off the hook. NFL races are heating up. NBA and NHL, wake me up in June when you get your playoffs going. MLB is in a lockout. We have a fill-in-the-blank president snubbing world-class events. Classy players standing out when their team looks like the deplorable sore losers. Let's not waste any more time. Time to hear from the big fella. Ryan, the podium is yours. Yeah, uh, shout out to my boy Andrew Landis, uh, Rockford Basketball Camp, circa 2016. I think I taught him that. Uh, Half-court buzzer beater, awesome. Uh, podium this week, uh, kind of went back and forth, spur of the moment here. Um, I'm going to settle with with probably, he already has had one of the greatest comebacks in sports history. He might have another one. That's Tiger Woods. Almost dies in a car accident. Probably lucky he didn't die. Um, I think that was in February, early February, um, speeding down a hill in Cali, um, flipped his car, like basically shattered his leg, um, thought he maybe not, maybe couldn't play golf again. Um, maybe not walk again. Yeah, and, and the guy is out practicing. He's wearing that leg sleeve, um, and he's playing. He's, he's getting on the range and stuff, hitting, not heavy or anything. And then he announces last weekend that he's going to play in the PNC Championship this weekend um, in Orlando uh, with his son Charlie, who's probably the future of, of the PGA Tour here. Um, but, I mean, that's unbelievable in in 10 months to go from possible death to playing on a, in a golf event, um, which is completely amazing. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me if he tried to play in the Masters in the, in the U.S. Open. I don't know if he'll be able to um, compete at that level, but... Um, just unbelievable that he's has that much grit and toughness that he's 
he's trying to do it again at in his in his mid to late forties there. Um, that's why he, I think he's the greatest of all time um, and one of the best athletes of all time, really. And you know he wants to beat Phil's record that was set in the PGA last year as the oldest player. I just guarantee you. He, I mean, that's down the road a ways, but I guarantee you that's in his head. All right, my podium. This is for my friends like Danny and Riley who love it when I do this. Stop me if you've heard this news. But did you know we're in a pandemic? Oh, yeah, duh. It's only, what, month 22? And we are still seeing headlines about NBA and NHL games in particular being postponed this week due to COVID. Or my favorite, the latest NFL mandate that players in Tier 1 and 2 staff have to get the booster. I'd like to knock on some skulls with a hearty hello, McFly. I mean, please, can we stop with all of this already? I sat maskless and unvaccinated because I had COVID and therefore arguably have more antibodies than anybody who's vaccinated anyway. With 75,000 people at the Michigan State-Michigan game and every other Michigan State home game, I heard of no deadly outbreaks among the throngs of people in East Lansing that weekend. If there were 75,000 at the game, there were 200,000 in East Lansing. Is COVID taking lives? Sure. But look at the numbers and percentages. Flu-like. We don't go batshit about the flu. Why are we still canceling games and putting players in quarantine? Oh yeah, control. Simple question. If the vaccine works, why do we need immediate boosters? According to these leagues, most players are vaccinated, yet they're still getting sick. Hmm. Seems to me mandating another unproven poke ain't it. How about we normalize what we've got here, which is a highly transmissible virus that's a lot like the flu. It will take out some, mostly unhealthy, with a few sad stories of otherwise healthy folks checking out a little too soon. Granted, that happens. That's life, right? But to me, the heart risks associated with the vaccine are something more to keep an eye on than whether a few guys on the team pass the virus person to person amongst themselves. Bottom line, can we freaking stop with this already? If guys are too sick to play, then sit. Otherwise, get back to normal. I'm tired of hearing about it. Stop being minions and following the media on this. Look at the facts and science instead. And as Aunt Edna would say, play ball. All right, Ryan, let's get to the tee-up. Who are we teeing up this week? Um, we're going to tee up uh, the president of the United States, one sleepy Joe Biden. Hmm, why? Well, while not all sitting presidents take the time to attend the greatest football game played, which is Army-Navy, at least 10 have been documented and are on the record as having attended, including our most recent former president who went as president-elect in 2016 and then attended in 18, 19, and 20. Even Obama went once in his eight years. G-Dub went three times. So while to many it might not seem like much, it is. Sleepy Joe, your ass should have been at that game supporting these prestigious institutions. Shame on you yet again for being a clueless, selfish idiot. We're teeing you up, Sleepy Joe. All right, my typical early pod rants out of the way. Let's get to the good stuff and let's go around the world. Spot number one, we're going to go with college football. Obviously, there was only the one game last week, at least in D1 or FBS, um, but there is plenty to chat about from awards to coaching changes in the portal. Oh, yes, the epically busy transfer portal. A lot of quarterbacks landing in places today. A lot of things going on. Michigan State grabbing guys crazy. Uh, Ryan, let's go about this a little differently this time as a segment. We'll ask each other maybe a couple, three questions that we're curious for a take on and then give our own reply to those questions. And since I actually took a little bit of time to prepare for a change and I'm not just flying off the cuff, um, 
I will give it a start. So give me a big name coach that your surprise hasn't changed schools yet. Mm, yeah, that's a tough one. Um, you know, I think a name that I saw thrown around um, for, for the Oregon vacancy was Brian Harson of um, Auburn. They said that he kind of wanted out um, and was looking for a way out of there um, after one year, wasn't really liking it. So I, I'd say that's probably the biggest name. Um, other than that, I, I can't really think Matt of Campbell. Yeah, I don't. I just feel like I mean they had a little bit of an off year, but he just he's still such a good coach, and with the uh, you know lack of prestigiousness at Iowa State, it seems like if he can recruit he guys there, window, he might have, he might have, and that happens. And you know they love him at Iowa State, so they don't want him to go. But yeah, I mean I think a lot of the other guys once that carousel just like slammed us over the last couple of weeks, it really kind of calmed down. You're seeing a lot of coordinators moving into jobs. A lot of coordinators from big schools. Clemson, all of a sudden, faced with they lost their AD to Miami, they lost their O coordinator to Virginia, Virginia and they lost their D coordinator to Oklahoma. Um, somebody's D coordinator just went to Lanning's Oregon. Going to Oregon from from uh, Georgia. Georgia. So, I mean, the co- not no surprise, right? Good assistant coaches are getting picked up. Um, you know, I think we're probably done with the big shuffles in terms of head coaches. So. The fighting Bill Norris's of Iowa State, um, you can breathe a sigh of relief. Your guy is probably protected for at least another well, season. Well, she's going to the NFL. Yeah, true. That could happen. All right, another question for you. Oh, Michigan State bend on this one. Who should Michigan State focus on now in the portal? Um, or if not, who? What positions in particular? Yeah, I mean, position-wise, I think it's got to be guys in the secondary, particularly cornerback, I think, getting one more guy I know. LSU is a former five-star. Eli Ricks in the portal um, was a freshman All-American in 2020. Definitely would be a big name to get. But other, I mean, offensive lineman, maybe an interior guy um, to kind of fill the hole of some. Probably uh, depends on if they get the big guy tomorrow too. The tackle on yeah. Signing so day. Well, I mean, we'll see. The signing day after the that early signing period will kind of um, you know it'll arrange itself and things will fall into place. But yeah, I think those positions there, and then um, if Walker leaves. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Tank, if, maybe? Yeah, he, he doesn't know. I don't know if he's going to get into the portal, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if a big-name running back enters the portal if Michigan State tries to go after one of those as well. Um, it would be a hot Good combine. track record with what they yeah. did with K-9 yeah. this year, that's for sure. You know, find the right guy for the offense. So, you know, I think for me, definitely, you know, you got your positions of need, but what I like is even last week, Michigan State pretty, arguably pretty decently strong, at least, you know, probably three-ish deep. At linebacker with Halliday and Crouch and get, uh, what's his name? The big recruit last year. Gaiote. Gaiote. You know, and then you got a Van Summeren or whatever. But, I mean, Mel said it after the Ohio State game. You, we need to build depth. We basically, he I'm paraphrasing for him, but we need first string depth at the third string. That's what Ohio State has, right? You know, yeah, you're going to get transfers out in positions and whatever, but you're looking for, if I get injured, next man up is going to be just as good almost as as the starter and to play guys a little bit less up front so that at the end of the season, you guys are fresher anyway. So I think, you know, that's how they're going to play the portal. I'm really excited. I don't usually honestly follow, I haven't followed recruiting in a really long time. I'm a little bit more excited about it now just because of, you know, what Tucker does and what he's been doing and the guys that he's going after. So it'll be interesting to see early signing day tomorrow, what happens. And so another question that I had, and then I've got some points to make, and if you have any other questions but um, for me, but tell me your feelings about uh, our boy Jimmy being named AP Coach of the Year when he wasn't even Big Ten Coach of the Year 
by fellow coaches or the media. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, I don't understand how that works because um, it, it's it's the media and they're all Michigan homers, so it's it's not surprising to me, but it's it's ridiculous because, I mean, there's a m- million other guys. I mean, Tucker obviously turned Michigan State around and it's got Michigan State. I mean, Michigan was bad last year, but... Michigan, they always have expectations. They have nine to ten built-in wins every year just because right. who they are. I mean, that's just it's Michigan. Right. They're, yeah, I just pisses me off but you know yeah a couple other points I've got down and you weigh in on these certainly as I go Ryan or if you got anything that you've got on your mind you want to chat about but you know I'll just make another point we talked about this a lot last week obviously but the Walker snub that we railed against last week on the pod was vindicated and showed really just how ignorant the Heisman voters really are if you miss it Kenneth Walker landed the Doke Walker as the nation's top running back but bigger than that the Walter Camp as the nation's best player. Oh, he was also first-team APL American. Of course, he was the Big Ten running back of the year, so on and so forth. Did you know that only three other Camp Award winners have not also won the Heisman? Three. I believe the Camp Award has been around since 1967. So what is that? 40, 54 years. 54 years that award's been around. 51 of them won the Heisman. Walker wasn't even a finalist. Are you kidding me? If you need a reason why to know that the Heisman is a joke, look no further than this. The media votes on the Heisman. Coaches and a panel of presumably past winners vote on the camp. That Aiden Hutchinson finished second in the Heisman vote is all the proof you need that it's a name brand popularity contest and not close to the best player in college football. No offense, Bryce Young. You were certainly you ran in a you won in a runaway. Or, you know, no arguments from the, me there that necessarily K nine was the should have won. But I don't know. Coaches and panel says he's the best player in college football. Heisman voters pick him sixth. Something smells fishy there. I think the media, you know, as Jimmy had them all pointed out with this film about how Michigan got screwed in that game, and oh, you know, if that wouldn't happen, we would like, come on. I mean, it just makes college football, in the media especially, look foolish. Anything on that one? No, I mean, I, I just was looking at this on Twitter here. Um, AP All-American teams. Uh, Kenneth Walker, first-team All-American, which he obviously should have been. Blake Corum, second-team All-American. Are you kidding? Over, over Haskins. If anyone was going to be a second team, it should be Hassan Haskins. Who's not, way better. Yes. Where did uh, Iowa State's running back he fall into that? He wasn't on first or second 24 team. touchdowns this Trivion year. Trevion Henderson was second team All-American over him. Wow. And uh, another guy, and none of those guys, Corum, Henderson, whatever, not finalists for the Dope Walker as the top running back. What about Missouri's running back? He was uh, the other finalist wasn't for the on, Dope. wasn't on there. See, again, media vote versus people who know. It's like, man... Dan, you're going to appreciate this, but it's like the coaches poll, right? Like it was my baby at Amway when we launched the Amway coaches poll sponsorship. And I had all my reasons why the poll mattered mostly for fodder, but clearly coaches poll, AP poll, that didn't matter because it's just a joke. Let the people who know and who watch and who break down film vet these things out and pick the best players for the all American teams and everything else. It's, it's crazy. It's stupid. It's ridiculous. All right. Speaking of a, a young fun fact, you know, in honor of the Heisman, just a little fun fact. Bama is now only the sixth school in NCAA history to have back-to-back Heisman winners. 
Can you name me the six? Ohio State. Yeah. USC. Yeah. Which was uh, Ohio State was Archie Griffin, USC, Liner, and Bush, uh, Oklahoma, Baker Mayfield, Tyler Murray, Alabama now, Devontae Smith, and um, Bryce Young. Um, And then I remember you told me this the other day, Yale was one of them. Yale in 36 and 37, and Army in 45 and 46. Ohio State's in 74, 75, and Archie Griffin, the only ever two-time winner. USC was 0405, Oklahoma 1718, and Alabama 2021. That's pretty crazy to me given how you know good some of these schools are. But anything else on your mind from a college football standpoint, Ryan? We still obviously have plenty to go for the next two, three, four weeks. But Yeah, I want to talk about something. It could have been a tee-up. I, I just thought of this because we're talking about the voting. Desmond Howard and Aiden Hutchinson talking crap at the Heisman ceremony with C.J. Stroud standing 50 feet away from him um, about how soft Ohio State is, all talking crap about Ohio State, all this stuff. You guys are just so stupid. What are you doing? You're adding just even more fuel to the fire. A couple weeks ago we talked about Gaddis. Oh, they're soft. They're soft. They're so soft. All this stuff. You guys, next year, I wouldn't be surprised if you lose by 100. They are going to be so pissed. This is just, oh. The stupidity just grows. Yeah, I mean, the arrogance. There's a reason why AA stands for arrogant asses. I mean, no offense, Uncle Tom. No offense, you know, Cousin Jeff and Matt that went to Michigan and Aunt Sharon and Cousin Dave and, you know, other family members and good, decent, normal, smart, non-arrogant Michigan fans but the arrogance that exudes from that place that the media eats out of the palm of their own hands is, I mean, give me a break. Can we stop already? You look foolish. I hope Georgia absolutely destroys them. I I think it's going to probably be a game, honestly, because Michigan's playing really good right now. And, I, I, I hey, all due respect, they're a really good team, clearly. You know, they finally took care of Ohio State. They finally took care of... Uh, you know, won a Big Ten championship, but well, let's not forget what happened October 30th. They lost to Michigan State. All right. College and Big Ten hoops in spot number two. I, guess, I mean, seriously, is there a better sport than college basketball? If you think so, let me present just one game to support my point. One game of the entire season. If you only watched one game to this point, and if you have to go find it on film to watch it, go watch Rutgers-Purdue last week. <clears throat> Purdue, first time ever in program history, a pretty storied program, being number one. First game, number one. And they went down. I mean, there were three buckets, Rutgers, then Trayvon Williams with a MSU-like dagger, supposedly, and then Rutgers again at the buzzer. Three buckets in the last 20 seconds. A step in just inside half court, almost like two-handed granny-style type heave to win. I mean... That game had it all, had runs, Rutgers up, Purdue up, number one team on the ropes, number one team looking like they were going to go down, you know, swinging and get the win. I mean, if you didn't see it, do me a favor and at least go watch, like, I'm sure you can find it on YouTube, the last minute or so of the game. I mean, just epic basketball. I don't know, Ryan, if you have any thoughts on, on yeah, that, that was particular phenomenal. game. Um, my boy Ron Harper stepping up with the big bucket. Uh, but, yeah, college basketball is off the charts so far. I mean, um, with the fans back and everything, the, the environments are so much better. Um, absolutely love it. Um, 
Just it's incredible. It's, it is incredible. Let's talk about another game, and i got some questions for you on this one too, but Houston-Alabama. Ryan, you told me about this one. I didn't actually see the end. I know that it was a little controversial, wild finish, and then some flat-out childish behavior by the players, the coaches, the staff for the Cougars. I mean, they trashed the joint on the way out. I don't even know where they were playing. It, it was at Bama, I think. It almost looked like a high school gym, actually, the way that it was. you could get off the, the court. But anyway, trashing the place on the way out. The one bright spot, and I put this on my LinkedIn yesterday because I saw somebody post it, and I'm sure it's out there. The video of one player, starting Houston point guard Jamal Shedd, cleaning it all up. Bravo, Jamal. Bravo. You were raised right and clearly know how to lose and probably likely then win with dignity, humility, and class. We need more of that and less of these sideshow clowns like LeBron spouting off on political opinions. We need to show the goodness in, in sports and in life like what this young man did. That's another great thing on college basketball that you would not see in the NBA, I will argue. Um, how about, let's talk about this one, Ryan. How about Arizona having to Uber from Indianapolis to Champaign the other day I'll because of the storm? I'll tell you what, that is impressive. But I'll tell you what, Arizona's an impressive basketball yeah. team. Picked to be not very good, and they're a top-10 team right now, and they're looking like, I mean, they're they're good. Dude, coach, talented, long. We watched him just smoke the, Michigan Euros, and Vegas. The, these, Tommy Lloyd's bringing over the Gonzaga mm-hmm. recruiting method, and you know it's working for him so far. And, and yeah, they were they thought it'd be about a three year rebuild, and well, here they are as a top twelve team right now, whatever they are. I mean, pretty phenomenal. Um, applaud him for that job. I mean, staying out West Oregon, that's a disappointment. They've been pretty bad this year after high. Um, regard USC top 10 team now playing well um, those are definitely with US, UCLA those three are the definite best teams in the Pac-12 I feel like the only good teams in the Pac-12 yeah that's the thing is they usually are like really top, top heavy, heavy and yeah. then the, and they don't have like that I don't want to say mediocrity because I don't they know don't that the Big Ten's like mediocrity. They don't have the depth like the Big Ten. You know, like anybody can beat anybody on a given night. Of course they can because it's college 10, basketball. But. Crazy. Minnesota. Yeah, it, well, first thing, too, on the Arizona thing, last point, is shout out to my boy Polo, who pointed out, you know, we bailed out the airlines with $100 billion or whatever it was, and they couldn't find a way to get these poor kids from, you know, Indianapolis to Champaign, which is probably like a 30-minute flight, but it's about a good three hours on country roads at night. Now, I, I know there were bad storms and thoughts and prayers and heartfelt sadness for the, you know, people in that stretch of, you know, area Kentucky Tennessee Missouri Arkansas Illinois that you know lost lives and lost everything they have I mean that's just unbelievable some of the stuff that you see in the pictures and the videos from from the tornadoes that night but still like you can't figure out a way to get them there or UCLA look they had to delay their game with Marquette by nine hours because of flight stuff so like find a way that's the one thing I would say about that but hey Arizona persevered they took some Uber XLs and Got a four or six point dub or whatever at a at a good Illinois. I don't think Illinois was ranked still at the time because they got off to a rough start this season. But that is a good Illinois team, you know, picked to finish top three in the Big Ten certainly. So yeah, absolutely. You wanted to point out. Oh, I was going to actually ask you, Ryan, kind of on that Minnesota thing. Michigan lost at home at home by ten to Minnesota, who got really handled by Michigan State in the Big Ten opener at the barn. What in the hell is wrong with Michigan? Tell you what's wrong with them, they're one dimensional. They're they you on the Barstool Benchmob podcast, the podcast I listen to a lot of of college basketball just because it's funny. Um, they just talk about random stuff. The guy made a great point you cannot 
a lot of times you can't be a really good team when your best player is a big guy that's only inside, and that's what they have in Dickinson. Mm-hmm. And he has not been – I mean, he's been all right. He's scoring like, like 10, 12 points, but they don't have that outside pop like they did last year with the Livers – um, you know, they, like they just don't, they don't have it. Devontae Jones, he ain't it. They turn the ball over left and right. Caleb Houston is on a Max Christie type thing, not making shots. Um, it's, it's not pretty right now over there. And I, I, I've said it, Juwan is not a great X's and O's coach. He can recruit, he can recruit the hell out of these high school kids, but he cannot coach. I'm, I, I am sure of it. Here's another fun point. Shout out to Dan too, for this one. He and I text back and forth a lot. Name me a McDonald's All-American anywhere in college basketball that isn't a starter. And yet, there's one at Michigan who played two or three high school games last year from Grand Rapids. Colby Bufkin, who barely plays any minutes for them. I mean, again, it's the it's the Michigan media hype machine, right? They're all based off of last year and, you know, oh, great recruiting class. But what has he done to turn around? The coup de grace will be, again, Dan, thanks for pointing this out. I'm not on social media anymore. Minus addiction to TikTok, but that's another story. There are some rumors out there, Ryan, that Imani Bates, who I've been very clear about my stance on him as a basketball player, wants to maybe transfer to Michigan. What? I say go. Go. And I would take Maddie Sissoko and tell him to give him a little, how's your father, like he did to Io DeSumo, don't take that thing to the rack, put him on his ass and put him in his place yet again. He's losing at Memphis. He wants to go lose at Michigan. I say, have him, boys. Have him. You can have your quote-unquote unicorn because he's more like a unicycle than a unicorn. Yeah. All right, number two question I've got in college basketball, Ryan, that I'm curious about, Um, you know, more on the Big Ten side. Which Wisconsin is legit? The team that stormed back from 24 down at home to stifle the Hoosiers and come back big time last Wednesday at the Kohl Center, or the team that laid an absolute egg in Columbus over the weekend? Good question. I think they're somewhere in the middle. I don't think, I mean, they, they have good pieces. Johnny Davis has been, has been He's s- phenomenal. just really good. Um, a surprise, really. I mean, you, you thought he was a pretty good player. He's, he's probably, right now, he'd probably be the Big Ten player of the year, honestly. Um, if it were at the season in now, obviously, we got three months left of this. But um, if the season in now, he'd probably be up there. Uh, he's playing great. I just think that they have limitations. Davison, I don't. Who's their second best player? Probably Davison. And no way, he's like a he's, he's not. A, he's supposed he's, to be a third or fourth option. Right. Like he's your guy. dirty player that hooks and holds and gets away with it and gets under people's skin and hopefully gets away with it enough where it doesn't get called and can turn the tide in games. He did it against Indiana, but there's you don't you can't win with somebody like that being your. He's a great role player, no question. Love him or hate him for his dirty play. He's a great role player because he's good at what he does. But he is not. If he's their second best player, I think it's more like what we saw at Ohio State than what we saw against Indiana. I think Indiana yeah. still has its own mental limitations, and they haven't won at Wisconsin in a I mean, long time. They haven't time. won anything that mattered in a long time no. either. I yeah. mean, they. I think they have that mental block. I don't think they know how to win. Right, that's been a struggle for them for quite some time down at IU. I think they'll turn that. I mean, I like their starting five. I mean, they look really, really good for the first. 20 plus minutes of that game and then they scored like 17 points in the second half that was nuts so another one for you this is just a little bit more broad based you know and it's early but is this the most wide open year that you can remember at least of recent memory um and or maybe even ever as you already look kind of ahead to march and what 
how many teams could really compete for this. Yeah, you know what I think I think the Big Ten is it's pretty wide open. I mean Purdue's really good. I think they're definitely the best team, but I mean when you look at Purdue's is is very good. Um, Ohio State I think is a really good team. Michigan State looks very good. Um, Illinois, I mean that's four right there. Um, you know, I, th- I think it's I'd say four or five can win it. Um, I, I really do think that if Indiana gets their you know what together, I think they can compete. Mm-hmm. Um, Michigan's talented, but we'll just see if they can put it together. And I think it's, I, the top half is very good. Then the rest is also is pretty decent. I mean, I think Nebraska is probably the worst team. Lost one of their better players for um, the season too. Yeah, I mean, Minnesota surprised. We picked them to go one and nineteen. Minnesota they're already, already one and one. Already had their one win. Yeah. They can't win anymore. Impressed by the coaching. Penn job State, I don't think, is great. I, I don't. I think that they have a few nice pieces, but I just think they're very limited. I think Rutgers is a wild card. I think they're either really good or really bad. Yeah, they lost to Seton Hall. Maryland is a team that I'm, I'm, I'm don't know what you're going to get. I mean, they beat Florida on Sunday, who's a top twenty team, and then they lose to Northwestern at home. I mean, they're uh, Jekyll yeah, and Hyde. I mean, we'll see what happens. But so, other question: I know that you got to go to the Michigan State Penn State game last weekend. We haven't talked much about Michigan State basketball yet. Obviously, a great win at Minnesota last week Wednesday. Um, you know, always tough to win at the barn. Michigan State seems to have started there a lot lately. And Minnesota, I mean, she, they had two turnovers that night. Like, they, they play seven guys-ish, and they don't get in foul trouble, and they don't turn it over, and they slow the game down. And Michigan State, minus, you know, gave a, a little run. But basketball's a game of runs. Really looked solid in that game and even got ugh, unbelievable, something out of Joey Hauser. But you saw Michigan State in person, and I always contend that teams look – especially when you're a basketball guy like you are and you understand the game, teams tend to look a little different to me in person than they do on TV. Like you see different things. Anything stand out to you, good, bad, or otherwise, in that game? No, I don't think so. I don't. Tyson Walker is coming into the I mean, the zone. yeah, he okay, – yeah, I didn't even think about that. I mean, he he finally looks comfortable. He looks like he knows what he's supposed to do out there. I mean, the guy's got – Where guys want to go. His hands are so quick. I mean, watch him in person the other night. He is. He knows where to be on defense, and he's dishing the rock, and he's shooting it well. He's confident. He can get to the cup anytime he wants. Anytime he wants. He looks great. Malik Hall, um, fantastic. I think he's got to keep this up. Um, really impressed with Marcus Bingham. Um, I agree. I've been railing on him for a, guy a long we, time. We have. He's gotten the short end of the stick from us, mm-hmm. and he has played awesome so far. I mean, he's rebounding. He's. I mean, still skinny. He's got his limitations physically with that. I mean, against like a a Travion or Edie there, but. I mean, he's blocking shots, he's rebounding, he's mm-hmm. finishing. Um, he's stepping out and hitting that 15-footer as long as he's not fading away. I mean, Izzo went crazy because he actually got it inside and then out on the 1-3 because, you know, we cringe when he shoots a 3, and Izzo does too, but he did what he wanted. And then Izzo made a, like a, gave him a big hug and was like, inside, out. That's what we wanted, and it was kind of yeah, cool, he looks cool really to see good, that on TV. Really impressed with him, and yeah, Gabe Brown looks does it hurt Michigan State, Ryan, in your estimation that they don't have an alpha no, dog? Because think, last year they had Henry, which, you know, they didn't have other stuff. And Henry was a pretty good alpha dog because he carried them down the stretch. You know, they had Cassius as an alpha dog, really, um, for a couple years. You know, they, they've just historically had an alpha dog. Is it, is it going to hurt this team to not? Or does that actually maybe in some ways help them because they can find scoring from you know, three, four, even five positions on the floor at a time, except for if Joey Hauser was out there. 
Yeah, Joe, Joey, or like, Max. Max has got to make some Max, more shots too. I think too. Max is going to be. Fun. He'll be fine. You just got to see. Jake Nakins is oh, oh man, stud. Yes, he might be one of my favorite. Another players. great play last week. That chase down after he turned it over against yep. Minnesota. I mean, that was a game changer. Kid's going to be a star. Unbelievable it's a blue, athletic play. A star budding before our eyes. I mean. Yeah, I, I'm I'm really excited to see because I think Michigan State's ahead of schedule from what I thought, and I was a little worried too that they don't have the guy that can be the guy, but it might actually be a benefit for this team. You know, I think they've got some guys that could be the guy still. I think Gabe and Spurts shows it. I think Malik and Spurts shows it. I think Christie will get there, but I kind of am okay with like what do they have like eight nine guys average over five points a game, and that just means you spread the wealth and it's harder to guard, right? You can't double team somebody. You can't just, you know, hedge that screen high and, and shove Walker out and not worry about, you know, who's setting the screen or whatever. So I it might might not be a bad thing that they don't have an alpha. And but I bet you they'll still kind of have a go to guy by the end of the year. All right, moving on. Let's change subjects a little bit and we'll go to spot three. Ryan ran this past me the other day, and we're gonna call this spot a little bit of a let's play a little would you rather. Ryan, tell us what this is about. Yeah, so Golf Digest posted this the other night. Um million dollars on the line. What do you choose? Option number one, Tiger Woods from eight feet on the 72nd green. Option two, Lionel Messi penalty in the 90th minute. Option three. LeBron James free throw no overtime. No LeBron. Option four, Tom Brady third and eight in the fourth quarter. I'm going to walk through each option. I think Tiger, he's made the most clutch putts of all time. I think that's a really good option. Lionel Messi, maybe one of the best soccer players of all time. Tempting. LeBron James. Well, and penalty kicks are all about the goalies. Kicker. The goalies, goalies are guessing, choose right? correctly. Unless he's you're me, eighth grade, I you know I pitched a shutout in a... And a double overtime oh, champ- city championship go. win. Super My Bowl. glory days, eighth Super grade. Super Bowl over here. <laughs> that's that's it. I go, I wasn't allowed to play football, so those are my glory days. LeBron games. is not a good free throw shooter, um, and I hate him. So I'm, I would never pick him. <laughs> and, yeah, Tom never. Brady is the literal goat when it comes to winning quarterbacks. So I mean, uh, that hard that's to argue, hard right? to argue. But I gotta go with my goat in the in the golf golf world, Tiger Woods, with an eight footer. Um, you know on the 72nd hole of Augusta National to win the Masters, to win me a million dollars because he's done it so many times. Well, yeah, and here's the thing is what all those other three have other elements involved. I mean, you got Tiger, you got the rub of the green, the break, the, you know, elements, whatever, okay, and the pressure, I guess. But Brady, you got to have a wide receiver that's going to catch it. Your offensive line's got to block for you. You got to hope that it's not like a... Too much can go wrong. Dumb dog blitz, whatever. Messi, I mean, do you whiff? Do you put too much spin on it? I don't know. Who cares about soccer since I haven't played since eighth grade? Um, certainly, we didn't. Baseball wasn't an option, but I certainly wouldn't put it on anybody in baseball because that's just damn near impossible to do. I, I got to agree. I would say, and I'm the only argument I might have is would I pick in his prime Jack Nicholas over Tiger Woods? That's the only. Fair argument that I might have because he hit an equal amount of clutch putts, but I got to agree. So hey, when are we gonna make this happen? Because I could use a cool mill and yeah, give me a couple years closer to retirement. It didn't sound bad. No, not at all. All right, that was, that was a quick little fun one for spot number three. Spot number four probably equally as quick. Last week, if you listen to the pod, we started a little thing. Thanks to Mom, Robbie, Roberta, asked us to pick five players, which we drafted in a snake fashion. Uh, Ryan will go through, and, and we're going to track them, and we're going to total up their points for the season. Big Ten games only, 
stats that are measurable and easy to measure. So that's points, assists, rebounds, steals, blocks. So each one in a game is worth a point. And then if their team gets a dub, that's a win. Yep. So, Ryan, remind us of who we picked and, and how we did overall for the week, yep. for week one so yep. far. My team, uh, Johnny Davis, Boo Booey, uh, Ron Harper Jr., Jaden Ivey, Keegan Murray, um, your team, EJ Liddell, Trace Jackson Davis, Kofi Coburn, uh, Pete Nance, and Travion Williams. I went big. Yeah, he did go big. Um, you know, points-wise, actually, I have more points. We both, both of us have nine combined games. I, I have more points. Uh, you're out rebounding me by 55, which is the difference. Literally, it's the Michigan State way, baby. It's literally the difference. Assist even. You have eight more blocks. Obviously, I have four more steals. Um, you have three more wins than me. So you have 286, uh, 241. Got my hefty or nifty little uh, spreadsheet here. Um, feel pretty proud. We'll be yeah, we'll be tracking that. It looks good. Like the young pretty professional has got a little spreadsheet. You know, doing that between you know making 100 and some calls a day. Impressive, yep. impressive. Um, yeah, so we'll keep track of that. Obviously, we don't have any Big Ten games for a while. I think, you know, looking at the schedule, the next ones are in the new year, Sunday, January 2nd. There's a pretty good slate between that Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Pretty much everybody plays. Um, but just a little fun one. You know, if you want to kind of get in on the game and, and pick us another five and you want to join us, you know, maybe we'll make make something interesting out of the deal. But um, just hit Ryan up, like text him or DM him on Instagram or, or hit him on Twitter or something with your five. And all, all you got to do is pick five that – that the two of us haven't picked and uh, we'll be glad to track it for you and, and have you play against us. All right. Spot number five last week, we did what, like the first 20 some bowl. Yeah, we got the rest. We got the rest. We're going to, I think we're going to save the CFP right. for a couple weeks from now, which by the way, we're about ready to celebrate our year anniversary of podcasts. Crazy. Yeah. We've already done, I think this might even be number 52 because we've done a couple of specials, but, um, Let's pick through the rest of the games minus the CFP, and we'll get to those a little bit closer. All right, too. all right, back at it, December twenty eighth, um, where we left off. The ticket smarter Birmingham Bowl, Houston versus Auburn. Auburn portal, Knicks portal, Bigsby, right? Like, yeah, Houston. they just had a bunch of guys go this week. Houston, yeah, Houston. We didn't talk about that too, like. Spencer Rattler went to South Carolina, yeah. and their Sogner, their big tight end, who I yeah. was hoping Michigan State would get. So left. Slovis is leaving USC, who is their starter for a while. Michael Penix going to Washington. Penix going to Washington. Uh, Texas A&M's Calzada. quarterback, Calzada, who stepped in this year and has got a five-star that he replaced who got hurt and a five-star coming in, left. So they literally have one scholarship quarterback for their bowl game. Thanks, by the way, because I put you in my 25-game parlay and I picked you over Wake. But you don't do it. Eh. All right, All but right. anyway, yeah, Houston. Back for sure. to the bowl games. Uh, Serb Pro First Responder Bowl, Air Force, Louisville. Uh, I like the Cardinals here. I don't know. I don't really know anything about either. Yeah, I'm going to go with Air Force just because of the triple option. and You know, I like the military schools. All right, that's a fair pick. AutoZone Liberty Bowl. Uh, Mississippi State versus Texas Tech could be interesting there. I think it should be the MetLife Insurance or whatever it is, Liberty Liberty or Liberty Mutual Liberty Bowl is what it should be. Oh my gosh, I'm going with Mike Leach. I love him. Mississippi State. Mississippi State and who? Um, Memphis. Did you say? Texas Tech. It's Texas in Memphis. Oh, Texas Tech. Uh, you know, Texas Tech is playing pretty well. They fired their coach in the middle of the season, and then they actually played, finished out pretty well there. They got their new guy. I don't think he's there coaching yet, obviously, but I'm going to go with Texas Tech here. All right. Bold. Bold. 
bold, bold, bold. Okay, check. All right, next, moving on. We've got the San Diego Credit Union uh, Holiday Bowl. The Bruins versus the Wolfpack. Uh, it could be interesting. I don't really... It's a pick them for me. I'm going to go UCLA since in Cali. I'm going to go NC State. And where are they going to play that game? Because I think they blew up that stadium yeah, that they know. used to play it in. Are they going to play it like some soccer field somewhere? Yeah, probably, honestly. Uh, then we got the Guaranteed Rate Bowl, West Virginia versus Minnesota. Say that really fast. Make sure you yeah. pronoun- pronounce the rate. T. Rate. The rate. R-A-T-E. Rate T-E. <laughs> what were the teams again? Minnesota, West Virginia. I'm going with the Gophs. Yeah, West Virginia was kind of like, they got on the map early this year, and they, I don't know, they, they're they one of those teams that every time I bet on them, they don't do squats, so I'm going to go with the Gophs. All right, all right. The fighting PJ Flex. Big Ten. The first ever Wasabi Fenway Bowl. Wasabi. Smoo Pony Express. It's not Wasabi, the Japanese or Chinese or whatever it is, horseradish. Either it's some brand Wasabi. Wasabi Fenway Bowl. SMU versus Virginia. I like SMU. They're, I'm going with the ponies. You know, UVA's got a new coach. Mendenhall stepped down. He's not coaching the game. I know he's not coaching the game. But Armstrong, he's good. He'll be back. I'm going to go with UVA. Fair. Any mascot that's got like a you know a, a whatever it is like a quill from a pin in its teeth, that's a pretty tough mascot for me. The New Era Pinstripe Bowl on Western Michigan State was in this one. Uh, Maryland versus Vatech. I don't like either of these teams. I wish they'd tie. But um, another school with a coaching change, Vatech. Yeah. Maryland. They got a lot of guys that entered the are already declared for the draft. I think. Oh, Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech. Yeah. I'm gonna have to go with Maryland. Why am I guiding you that way? I hate Maryland. Yeah, I, I got to go with Maryland. Maryland is with the team that probably proved us maybe most wrong out of the Big Ten this year. We'll go with Maryland. We'll we'll give the Big Ten a little love. My favorite bowl, the Cheez It Bowl, Clemson Iowa State. Iowa State, I don't think's very good. Clemson's kind of been on a roll at the end of the year. Tigers. Yeah, I mean, down two coordinators. Boy. I'm going to go Iowa State. We're going to really figure out who's going to win this year-long pick'em contest. Yeah. And by the way, Ryan's still Ryan's probably eaten uh, not lately a truckload or two or three of Cheez-Its in his life. <laughs> I mean, literally a semi-load, yeah. multiple semi-loads. I think his skin is a little orange still. From, yeah. Not quite Trump orange, but orange nonetheless. Yeah. Valero Alamo Bowl, Oregon, Oklahoma. That. Teams that were just top ten um, in preseason. The coaches left us. Bold. Yeah, I'm going to go Oklahoma because I absolutely love Caleb Williams. Yeah, he's a, he's, a, he's stud. a star. I mean, Oregon just never really. I mean, they beat Ohio State early, but they never, looked they the never really looked the part. I don't think so. Yeah, I got to go with Oklahoma too. Duke's Mayo Bowl, a little uh, cross. Uh, cr- what do you? I don't. Next to each other, state rivalry. Carolina, North Carolina, Carolina, South Carolina. The Carolinas fighting out. Um, I don't know. I mean, I I love Mac Brown. Uh, so I'm gonna no one met him. Really, I'm gonna go. Dude. I'm gonna go with the, with the heels. Yeah, I think the heels were. They were really underachieving this year. They should have been a lot better than they were. I think they're gonna. They want to end on a high note. I'm gonna go with the heels here too. All right. Uh, we got the Trans Perfect Music City Bowl. Uh, t- Tennessee versus Purdue. Purdue, I love Purdue. Let's go, let's go, boilers, boiler up. Boop, boop. And it's in the greatest city. Tennessee is one of the most vastly overrated. Well, there's gonna be a lot programs. of a lot of Tennessee fans there in the. Yeah, Rocky Shop, whatever. 
they are one of the one of the most overrated football programs, along with you know the other ones. Big one every year. Big one. Um, Seven p.m. ESPN, uh, December thirtieth. Thirtieth. Chick Fil A Peach Bowl. Michigan State versus Pitt. Spartans, baby. We're taking it. We're winning it. eleven and two. Yeah, there's there's you know no clarity on yet if Canine's going to play. Apparently, he's still pretty dinged up, according to what Tuck had to say this week in his press conference. But there's also no clarity if Pickett's going to play. Pitt already yeah, lost Pickett its offensive coordinator. Pickett doesn't play until Nebraska. Well. I agree. I think you know Michigan State's defense may get shredded by Pickett, but Michigan State can score points. And again, if Western Michigan can beat Pitt at Pitt, Michigan State can definitely beat them in Atlanta and celebrate with Chick Fil A. To start the new year, SRS Distribution Las Vegas Bowl, Wisconsin versus Arizona State. I hate Arizona State, so I have to pick Boy. the Badgers. The Fighting Herm Edwards cheaters. Cheaters, yeah. Another underachieving team. You know, when they beat Michigan State a couple years ago in East Lansing with a stud rookie quarterback, hasn't really amounted to Jim that. Daniels he hasn't no. gotten that much better. No. Wisconsin minus the blip against Minnesota at the end, really into the year strong. Start, they yeah, just kind of overlooked it. I, I. Yeah, I, I got Wisconsin coming back and finishing the season strong. Wisconsin. The uh, let's see here, uh, the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl used to be on New Year's, not anymore. Uh, now it's on New Year's Eve. Uh, Wake Forest, Texas A and M. Michigan State played in that. It wasn't the Tax Slayer, but it was the Gator Bowl. I'm, I gotta go Wake. I gotta go Wake. Like we said, A and M down. Yeah, I mean, I picked Texas A and M in my parlay, but I gotta go with Wake given. Wake's, Wake's a nice team. I mean, they've got some nice pieces and parts. They kind of sputtered at the end of the season, but let's go with Wake in this. The Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. They're great. Washington State, Miami. Another one Michigan State's played in. Washington State, Miami, I don't. Why? I'm going to go with Miami because I saw them play. I don't know anything about Washington State. Yeah, I mean, I think Miami, like Van Dyke, good, good quarterback. Good, uh, you know, I mean, they ended up having an okay year given how many kind of the you know, injuries and stuff that they had. I, I'll go with Miami here, too. Okay. Canes. Which, by the way, Manny Diaz to Penn State. Did I see? Is that where he? Yeah, yeah as a defensive coordinator. That's a big get for them. Yeah, but he got fired from the last defensive coordinator. Well, true. Uh, Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl. Central Michigan versus Boise State. i got to go Boise. I don't think Central can beat them. No. Hey, leading rusher in college football this year. Just barely beat out Kenneth. Yeah, it's from true. Central Michigan. I'm going to go with Fire Up Chips. All right. Uh, then we it's got for you, Uncle Bob. Two playoff games, which we'll, uh, we'll talk about at a later date. Um, the Outback Bowl, Penn State, Arkansas. Boy, I don't know. I mean, Penn State, I wouldn't. I don't think Dotson's going to play. It wouldn't surprise me if he didn't. Um, I know Clifford's coming back for his eighth year. I think Arkansas's defense is really good. Yeah. So I'm going to go Woo Pig. Yeah, Woo Pig Suey. I got the same. Arkansas. I wouldn't. I mean, I don't really. I wouldn't like be surprised Penn State, if but, Penn State won, but you know. yeah, we'll go with Arkansas. Uh, we got Iowa versus Kentucky in the VRBO Citrus Bowl. Um, Kentucky, I don't. I, Iowa, Iowa can't score. They Their can't defense score. is good enough, but they can't score. Their I got to go Kentucky too. They're happy. Kentucky's happy. Stoops is staying. They've got some pretty good recruits coming in. They're going to be happy. They're going to go down there. And play they're going to piss their pants because Keontae Goodwin's going to commit to Michigan yeah, State tomorrow. They're not going to like that, but. Uh, the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl, the Irish and the Pokes, uh, Oklahoma State, that is. Um, I'm going to go, I think Marcus Freeman starts off his tenure with a dub here. 
Um, they're going to be fired up to play for him and pissed off at Brian Kelly because he's a piece of crap. Yeah, I think they want to give one last Sweet. wave of the your number one to Kelly. I agree. Notre Dame wins that game. Uh, the Rose Bowl. Um, Granddaddy of them all. Presented, Rose Bowl game presented by Capital One Venture X. Ohio State-Utah, it's not even going to be close. Ohio State's going to, you know what, just curb Yeah, but stomp. you said that Oregon was going to curb stomp Utah twice in a row, and Utah curb stomped Ohio Oregon State twice in a row. Ohio State is much better than Oregon. Will their receivers play? Njigba has Stroud will be there. Njigba's a sophomore. You know, it's just going to depend. Does Ohio State give a you-know-what because they, they didn't do. make it? Rose Bowl. Yeah, I mean, I, I do. I think that – I think if they win it, they would – take over the lead as the winningest Big Ten program in the Rose Bowl. So, yeah, I, I got to agree with you. I think Utah's going to make it a game, though. It'd be worth watching, but Ohio State. All-State Sugar Bowl, Ole Miss-Baylor. Uh, if you like offense, Ole Miss. If you like defense, Baylor. I think defense wins this one. And Ole Miss lost their offensive coordinator to uh, Oklahoma. I'm going with the oh, Sikkim Bears. That's a tough one because the Bears did a really great job against Oklahoma State. But with a backup quarterback, I don't know if their quarterback's going to be back. Not Gary Bohannon. Not knowing that, I mean, I think they'll have a game plan for it, but I just think Lane wants to get this one. I'm going to go Ole Miss in this. Last uh, game that's not um, playoff, uh, the Tax Act Texas Bowl, Tuesday, January 4th, LSU versus Kansas State. Is Coach O coaching? I think so. They're going to win for him in his last game. I agree. LSU. What? Go Tigers. What? January 4th on a Tuesday. What? Again, I mean, there's a lot of LSU people out there. In you, know what, you know what bowls used to be after January 1st? Like the BBVA the GMAC Bowl. GMAC Bowl. Yeah, Birmingham ass. Bowl. Yeah, like, I don't know. That's the proof that there's too many bowls. you got to have them, like, on this Friday at noon, like, the Bahamas Bowl. Like, literally the stadium seats about 150 people. Like, I just... Come on, that's too many. Too many. But we'll see how we do at the end of all these 5,000 bowl games. All right. That's it. That's it. So let's do, as we always do, end with a sprint. We're not quite over an hour this week for for a rare change, but I think we've had a pretty good podcast today. All right, Ryan, this is what I was talking about. It's kind of an apropos. I came up with this sprint question a couple days ago, and it's apropos of what we saw tonight. Better buzzer beater, the three-quarter court heave, by UC Riverside to beat Arizona State in mid-November. If you haven't seen it, it's crazy. You should look it up. Or Ron Harper Jr. from just inside half court to beat Purdue. it got to be Ron Harper. That's against number one. Or Andrew Landis from Rockford. Arizona, Union. Arizona State's trash. <laughs> um, two, bigger joke. Hutchinson actually finishing second or Walker being only the third Walter Camp winner to not win the Heisman, let alone get an invite? I think Walker, oh, dude, that's tough. I think Walker not getting an invite is worse, but also I think Hutchinson's second is that's complete bullcrap. That's proof of what the what it is. All right, third, eighty and sunny or thirty with snow on Christmas Day. Oh, I'd, I'd take the sun all day. I don't care. Absolutely. And better movie, Elf or the Santa Claus? Uh, Elf. All right. Better buzzer beater, I gotta agree. I mean that Ron Harper Jr., especially the way that that series went in the game. I mean, it was luck, but it was yet it was skill the way they got it done. I mean, again, if you haven't seen it, go look it up. Do yourself a favor. It was phenomenal. Bigger joke. I mean, it's just proof that where this award is and why I didn't even bother to tune in. I only knew what happened because Chris sent me, like, the results and who finished what, whatever. 
I think it's a bigger joke, honestly, that Hutchinson finished second because he wasn't even the best defensive player in college football. A guy like Will Anderson had better stats than him, and he finished fifth. So I just – that whole award is a joke because it's the favorite player for the media on the favorite team, and maybe they might also be one of the best. It's not truly the best player in college football anymore. 80 and sunny or 30 with snow on Christmas Day. Just on Christmas Day, I'll take 30 with snow the rest of the year. Give me 80 and sunny because I want to go out and play golf. Better movie. The Santa Claus really is good. And the Santa Claus 2 is also good. But anything with Will Ferrell is obviously epic and great and has so many great one-liners. you got to go with Elf. All right, Ryan, close us out with some social media reminders. Follow us on Twitter at the Final Score Thirty Five. Uh, trying to push out more content that way. Um, so if you follow us, uh, we'll do that. So thank you for listening. Appreciate you guys. Um, Team Anders Realty, you're the best. Uh, appreciate you guys. If you have any other people that want to sponsor, let us know. We might uh, even get Joey Hauser as a NIL. Pay him a dollar to. Heck yeah, we're up. We're up for sponsorship renewal here pretty soon. I mean, I'm sure that the our neighbors, the Anders, who are always faithful sponsors and team Anders who is great and a great realty company to work with will probably repony up but if you're interested or you know somebody that's interested hey we can add some more we can always have a couple more and we promise not too many commercials but anyway shout out to team Anders Jim and Donna and their team if you need anything in West Michigan realty wise seriously look them up teamanders.com they are phenomenal and they are just down to earth great people meantime As Buddy once said, I planned out our whole day. First we'll make snow angels for two hours, then we'll go ice skating, then we'll eat a whole roll of Toll House cookie dough as fast as we can, and then we'll snuggle.